You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 361 of Podcateers. This week we talk about what seems to be happening with the Disney Annual Pass program and the confusion caused by the latest earnings call. We talk about Disney Plus and bringing more parks experiences to the service, the goodies and the merch that we're looking forward to when Avengers Campus opens, and more. Remember that you can share your thoughts and connect with us over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But we'd love for you to join our small but growing community over on our Discord server. You can find an invite link to join us over at podcateers.com slash 361. As of the release of this episode, we are days away from the chalk walk. I'd like to take a moment just to thank everyone that participated in our auctions. Thank you for the donations. Uh, the Children's Hospital of Orange County, or Chalk, is one of the organizations that we hold very dear to us because not only have they helped thousands of children and their families, but they've also helped members within our own circle of family and friends. So it means a lot to us that you helped us with a contribution or that you helped us spread the word about our fundraising efforts. Uh, if you're able to and you would like to help us get a little closer to our goal this year, you can find the link to our donation page by going to teamboatwilly.com or you can also learn a little bit more about our official charity team. Or you can go directly to our Chalkwalk page, which is chalkwalk.org slash teamboatwilly. Once again, thank you for helping us help the children of Chalk. Before we jump into the episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, or as we call them, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like access to exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content, and access to our monthly happy hour calls. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super, super special thank you goes out to the members of the FGP Squad for their continued support. Um, what do you think? Time to start the podcast? Yeah, I think so too. So here we go. This is episode 361 of Podcateers. is everyone doing this week Good. fantastic yeah perfect you know i i completely forgot that we're approaching that time of year where it's kind of late in the evening and i'm looking outside and it looks like it's still 5 p.m uh-huh i'm not used to it i'm not ready for it me neither it's still sunny out in the morning <laughs> i'm not used to it being sunny in the morning when i get up yeah i don't like it it makes my body think that i should be sleeping less and I already don't get enough of that stuff. So I feel like this is just going to hinder my ability to get more of it. And I kind of feel like I need it. I'm getting up there in age, you know. Grandpa. Hey, I'm like one wow. year behind you. Don't do that. I'm going to be on the left field of this one. I, I used to be really against this time because I'm not a big fan of the heat. And that's what that usually means that we're getting to that uh you know solstice i think right the or well no i forget the sun's gonna be out the longest right um uh-huh. for me though i like it though because you get the most light and i realize this is totally 
my wife putting this in my perspective like you know when you say yeah she's definitely knows <laughs> you get more th- activity like through the day like you mentioned it Hayes in the bad way of like i should be asleep <laughs> the other side of it is like oh thank goodness like you can go out and like if even if you go like at, at seven the days i do miss and which i miss dearly to bring it up now is going to the park just late and there's still a little bit of light or you catch that last peak of sunset because it like happens at nine that was always so yeah. cool like eight o'clock i have to agree with that because whenever i had the opportunity to head to the park with full tripod and full camera you know all my gear that magic hour is always gorgeous right there was always some beautiful mm-hmm. shots that you could take and in the summer it always did allow us to get a little bit more daylight and to do stuff with the boys before I had to go and separate myself and set up everything. So uh, thankfully, my wife is very patient with me <laughs> and uh, always mm-hmm. just kind of let me what do my thing, you know, while she went off and did stuff with the boys. But I have to say, I miss that. I haven't done it in a really long time. Uh, not having, I have a crazy archive of photos. And during the pandemic, I saw a lot of people posting old photos from the park. And I started, uh, like, keywording everything, right, so that I could quick search what I had available. And I started deleting the really bad ones. And some of them were just funny, and I kept them anyway. And I think there was one that I posted a few months back where uh, I – like my shutter speed wasn't set appropriately, but I took a picture of Jack in the mansion and it looked like his soul was escaping his body. So (laughs) the cool ones like that, I ended up just kind of keeping like, those were just kind of happy mistakes that I just thought looked pretty good. But uh, I was able to clear off a good two or three gigs worth of, you know, bad photos that were just taken up space where, you know, it works better when you take the lens cap off sort of situations. (laughs) Um, but man, I I miss going to the park and just taking photos and you know when you talk about your happy place, that was one of exactly. my happy things. You know, it was is being in the park, shooting different angles, just kind of getting a different perspective whenever possible and I I feel that Disneyland for me played a huge role in me being a better photographer because if it wasn't for all of the lighting situations that were available to me around the park, I wouldn't have been able to play with all of the camera settings. And I remember uh, the first time I bumped up from like a rebel to like a nicer camera. uh, I remember telling myself, okay, you stepped it up. It's time to get out of these automatic features. Like no more this, no more that. Like I, I wasn't even an aperture priority. I wasn't anything. I was full blown manual when I got the new camera. But man, I learned so much. And if you, I, I mean, it's one of those situations where you kind of throw yourself in the deep end, but you come out, you know, better from the whole situation. So I, I'm thankful for it, and it's one of the things that honestly. I know I miss the attractions. I know I miss the people watching. I miss the sweet, sweet smell of the popcorn on Main Street. I can <laughs> smell it now. Just mm. take a whiff. Just butter. Wipe that, wipe that, that dribble butter. off your. Uh, I know, face right? There. <laughs> I'm drooling a bit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think of everything. I think being in the park and just 
taking photographs is just one of the things that I really, really miss about being in the parks right now. And I know that's not what we were talking about, but uh, <laughs> it just it just reminded me about that whole situation. But, there yeah, you need to go Flip through the, my archive the light, too. The daylight, Oof. how it works, it gets you back. Mm-hmm. To that's how it works. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, uh, uh, there's there's several things that I think we want to talk about in this episode, but um, I think I I just want to make a couple of comments about the earnings call that recently happened because I, I have to say I'm a little confused. I don't exactly know what to make of it at this point. I'm sure that we're going to get a lot more details as the year progresses. I think Disney is in this really weird spot where I think we mentioned this not too long ago that when they canceled the annual pass program, it was something that they wanted to do for a really long time because when you talk about value for price, annual pass holders were making out like bandits like the, yeah. the ability oh, yeah. that yeah. directly into what we were just mentioning yeah i mean the ability for us to go whenever we wanted for as many hours as possible you know disney obviously makes a lot of their money not just on the entrance fees but on food you know any type of concession any type of uh, retail and as annual pass holders we're not vacationing and we don't tend to buy that stuff there is a segment of people that tend to purchase a lot of new items that come out and then they post them on eBay. You know, they're, they're flippers basically. And uh, that's a conversation for another episode. Yeah, really. <laughs> but uh, what was confusing is that just a week or two ago, Ken Potrock was on the D23 podcast and we posted this on the Instagram account. We talked about it, how we were really excited to hear that, you know, Jungle Cruise was going to be opening in the summer and that he mentioned that a new annual pass program was coming. And, and, and that was exciting to me because I thought, OK, this is great. We're, we're going to get a replacement. I bet it's going to be way more expensive. But, you know, we've gotten a lot of value I, I guess we'll kind of deal with it once we know what the price is. But then during the earnings call, Bob Chapek kind of walked backwards and said he'd, he actually never mentioned the words annual pass program. He said that they're working on a new loyalty program. <laughs> so let me ask you, what does that sound like to you when you hear the words loyalty program? Yeah, you go uh, five times to Disneyland, you get a sticker. I mean, right? <laughs> it's like Dutch Bros or something. I think this loyalty program, we should have had this decades ago because, you know, there's people who've had a, uh, APs for 20 years or however long they've had them for. And there's some of us who purchase almost everything that gets released um, at the parks. So... I think right now I'm kind of mixed feelings about this, having it be called the Loyals Program or something within that. I want to hear more. I do. Hopefully I want to hear a little bit more. Not a replacement for the annual pass program. It's a in addition to or something like that where every you know, people can benefit from it as opposed to the oh, you have to buy day tickets, but if you buy so many day tickets, then you get whatever you know that's what i think when i hear loyalty program it's like a coffee card or a you know taco bell something or another (laughs) yeah i mean honestly that's really what i thought of too the first thing is we have uh this ice cream place near our house that we go to and you buy nine of them you get the 10th one free 
right? Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what you're talking about, Andrew, that I don't know. It was kind of confusing. It, it, it felt like he was kind of tiptoeing around it. It was surprising to hear that Disney Plus did not meet the numbers that they were expecting for this quarter. Actually, let me rephrase that. I actually don't think it's surprising because during the pandemic, they had such a spike that they exceeded expectations very early from what they had originally projected. So I think this is kind of it evening out the fact that they had so many subscribers uh, over the pandemic. Uh, I think we're approaching the point where some of us had pre-purchased our subscriptions early mm-hmm. on. I know that they had the D23 special where it's like two or three years for like three, three or years. $4 or something like that. Uh, we ruined ours by combining it with Hulu to get the commercial free Hulu. Oh, so no. I don't regret it. Honestly, we, we pay the difference for Hulu now, but I, I love not having the commercials available. It's a small oh, yeah. price to pay. Uh, I mean, I think as fans, I know I'm keeping it. You know, I I know the price Mm -hmm. is going to be significantly higher once I'm up for renewal. I don't think they're going to do the, hey, you're a charter member sort of deal. And, you know, they're going to keep our pricing at the same point. You know, the company is all about making money. They want to make sure that they can recuperate a lot of the money that they lost during the pandemic. What do you think they'll do for us as... We'll go back to that 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 phrase, charter members. Do you think we're going to end up paying full price again once our our current commitment is up? I wouldn't doubt it. I you know it's I, that's what I'm expecting. Um, and I mean, our I, we have the three year. I believe it's three years. You bought up front at D twenty three, and so that's a whole nother year and change away. So we have a little bit to push it off. But by then, who knows what the price will be? But I'm I mean I'm still going to keep it. I mandalorian alone and plus everything that you know they've announced it's it's i i think it's still worth it i mean netflix and everybody else is raising their prices up too and with all the library that they're they say they're adding it's still i believe going to be a big uh worth it but who knows what they're going to give us maybe we'll get a uh you know maybe we'll get another uh pin or something in the mail (laughs) yeah i would (laughs) Just say, keep your pin and give me a discount for the next six months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with That's it. You, but you're getting a pin, I'm pretty sure. How dare <laughs> they? I don't want the pin. <laughs> Take the pin. I mean, if they if they still offered you guys something, that'd still be pretty cool. I don't know what the price difference would be, but, you know, I mean, why not? I mean, I don't know. I think I'm being too nice on this, but (laughs) I would have offered it. I mean, you guys were the first ones to jump onto this before everybody else. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think overall Disney Plus is a huge value, you know, for what you're getting. Mm -hmm. The fact that a lot of our Disney favorites are in one place I mean, I understand that content leaves the service because they have prior commitments with other companies. And once that commitment ends, then they bring that property back on. And that's going to happen for quite some time because a lot of the contracts that were made to license some of these products were done prior to Disney Plus even being an idea. You know, these are a decade or so, you know, in advance. That That's usually how long they plan something like this. So I understand that stuff is going to go. 
but I kind of want to see some of the old stuff from Disney Channel that isn't on there yet that I want my kids to watch now that I think would be fun for them to watch. Little by little, I think we're going to get it. The light at the end of the tunnel, obviously, was when we got the Muppet Show, and that wasn't something that I think many of us were expecting to see when they finally dropped it. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to see on Disney Plus that currently isn't on there? I know it exists, and I don't think it'll ever get on there, but it'd be cool to see the Captain EO film hmm. put on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know it was on a, some special Michael Jackson DVD at some point as a special adi- a special feature. Um, so I know it exists as a digital file, so Dang. it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Mel, what about you? Uh. Um, I'm still going to keep saying this, but I really want to see the opening day or the, of uh, the footage of, um, Walt explaining like each land before Disneyland opened. Mm-hmm. I, that's the kind of footage I'm waiting for. Like They need to put the whole Disneyland TV series that, I mean, because that's what yeah. that was on the Disneyland TV series on ABC. That, that should, that whole, they've what got. Five different specials on there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Something like I, that. But yeah, that whole thing should be on there. Yeah. Larry, what about you? I'm pretty sure you can find this on YouTube, and this is probably more on the tongue in cheek, but I want it on there. The Star Wars Christmas special. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a part of Star Wars. It's not there. I don't know who has licensing. <laughs> that's definitely got to be under something Lucasfilms. But that Christmas special is always talked about. It's like infamous for how bad it was. And I'm, I'm, I know it's bad, but I want to see it on there. <laughs> I just want it to be a part of Disney Plus. Yeah. I don't blame you. It is a train wreck. I could tell you. Uh, it could look. I can say with confidence that it is definitely a part. Uh, of YouTube. It is in that ecosystem. Uh, there are several uploads of it. As a matter of fact, in one of our blog posts, the one from last week, as a matter of fact, we linked to the uh, episode where we talked about it. And the entire version is on there because there's actually two versions of it. There's the one that doesn't have the Boba Fett cartoon, and then there's okay. the one with the Boba Fett cartoon. And we posted the one with the Boba Fett cartoon. So if you've never had an opportunity to see it, this is the time to do so. Uh, if you're curious about it, go to podcasters.com slash 338. That was the episode where we talked about the Mandalorian. We talked about the official Star Wars timeline and the holiday special is posted there. Granted, it's whatever quality it was from that VHS that whoever uploaded it. That's what I'm saying. There was a quality. That's why. Okay. This is totally what I was trying to get to is there's a quality that Disney Plus is going to have to find to upload it to like a digital consumption. Right. And I'm guessing it's still going to be like what it looked like that hazy 90s look. Right. Or 80s, 70s. Excuse me. But I want that on Disney Plus. It's like part of the history of star wars really it is i mean chewie's kids are in it right yeah Yeah. (laughs) life they do that's where it came from (laughs) right so i mean but you know what that was filmed on on actual film so that makes it easier to convert Hmm. to a higher quality because analog you can get it that's where they get all these 4k guys when this gets uploaded all this stuff to you know holiday special 4k (laughs) here's what's gonna happen here's what's gonna happen i think that here's a prediction I think George Lucas is going to be like, look, Disney, 
you had your you had your chance. You made some mistakes. You're doing your best. Mandalorian, fantastic. Bad Batch, fantastic. But let me take the rings again. And then he's <laughs> going to take the rings again, right? And then we're going to get three more Star Wars films. Then, then to celebrate said Star Wars films that basically retcon the last three, he's going to be like, you know what? I have this thing that I wanted to say for my kids years from now. But you know what, Disney Plus? Go ahead and upload it. I have a laser disc. A transfer of the original film of the holiday special in my vault. I'm going to give it to you to upload. And then, boom, we're going to get the holiday special directly from George Lucas. <laughs> Sounds like something George Lucas. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a George Lucas impression when you were saying oh, what George Lucas Not at all. Say, but it, it... <laughs> I would not do it justice. <laughs> if I attempted it, it would have sounded horrendous. So I didn't even <laughs> attempt it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would be nice to see the holiday special on there. It is one of those lost pieces of history that, unless you were there, like it, you know, it, it's kind of lost. Or unless you find it on YouTube, or go to podcasters.com slash three thirty eight if you want to watch it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think there's plenty of stuff like that, though. The Captain EO movie is like a perfect example of that. You know, I've been there's so many parks movies that exist that could be put up too. I mean, all oh, yeah. the if you had wings and all that see circumvision stuff, I don't know how they do it, but Oculus. Disney VR. Yeah, Dis- yeah. <laughs> Disney Oculus, Plus man. VR. Like all that stuff is ripe for the picking. I mean, imagine if they did like Circle Vision or if they gave you yeah. like uh like whenever they did stuff in the Muppet three D Vision Theater, well now it's the you know, Philhar Magic Theater. Philhar Magic, yeah. Uh, whenever they were doing stuff in there, they had the ability to, you know, broadcast around the entire theater. If they made more Circle Vision yeah. stuff, just give us an upgrade to Disney Plus with the Oculus Rift, and then we can watch all that in 3D. Or hook up with the technology that they got from the Void and the stuff that we're seeing in the parks coming up, and then give us some of that on Disney Plus. You know, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. they could do entire virtual ride throughs i mean it's not you know i've i had a conversation about this with somebody about how virtual ride throughs would be a horrible thing look one we already got virtual ride throughs because people post them on youtube all the time we've posted them before the only Mm -hmm. difference is that disney has more control of the lighting situation and if you had a professional version of it they can edit it in post to look how you want it to look they can use whatever gear they need to they won't have uh they can remove all of the other vehicles in order to film this so that it looks completely clean as you're going through the ride through it'll give you an immersive experience why would that be good because there's people that just can't go to the parks because maybe they're bedridden in a hospital and maybe their dream is to go to disneyland and they won't ever be able to do it why wouldn't you want to give them the opportunity to go on one of these attractions through a medium like Oculus or any type of technology like that? How awesome would that be? Like, imagine how much magic you would bring to that person, you know, who has not ever or will never get a chance to go to the parks. Dang. I'm listening to you, and it's like, all right, I'm trying not to get emotional about this, but it is a great idea. I mean, I it's love true, it. right? Yeah. So the the thing is that we see, and here's the thing. Uh, not too long ago on Disney+, Plus, they posted, 
I don't remember which park it was from. I don't know if it was from Paris or if it was from Walt Disney World, but they posted one of the fireworks shows. They they did this whole production for it, and I thought, man, if they posted the fireworks shows from and they can region lock it as a matter of fact because it's one thing to watch it on a TV screen, but it's another thing to experience it live. Okay, I I can't stress enough how seeing and feeling the energy and watching the lights and everything around you, it it's I can't even describe how it makes you feel. You know, I just think back on that day that we were in the park. I mean, it's happened to me with a lot of different fireworks shows and parades, but I remember the day that we were in the park, Mel, when we were watching mm-hmm. um, ah, the the Pixar fireworks show that Disneyland they did. Forever? Disney, was it Disneyland Forever or was it the Pixar one? Which is the one that they did where all the Coco characters just flew up on Main Street? Oh my God! Everyone's yelling at me because I can't remember. <laughs> well, I'm. Oh, I, I don't think D- Disneyland either. Forever didn't have Coco. I don't. Think no, Coco it didn't come out right? before um, the sixtieth. So it had so. to have been the 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 Pixar Together Forever. Pixar, Pixar no, Fest. No, no. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. There you're you right. go. It is Together Forever. So okay. during Together Ooh, Forever, we're on Main Street, and everybody's mm-hmm. enjoying it. Life is a highway. You know, Monsters Inc. and everything. Wally and Eve are flying. Eve, and then boom, you hear Miguel strum his guitar. You see the marigolds all over, and then all of a sudden, you see all of the characters just pop up on the top of the buildings. Mm-hmm. And the people on Main Street erupted like I haven't heard in a really long time, if ever, during a presentation yeah. like that. It was electric. Okay? I like that feeling, you can watch it on TV, but you're only gonna get that feeling when you're in the middle of Main Street and you're experiencing this for the first time. So does it harm? Disney to put the fireworks shows or put these uh, films from the attractions on Disney Plus? No. No, I don't think so. I think it's mm-hmm. only going to make people want to go to the parks to see them live more. I mean, am I yep. wrong? And nope. then a chicken like me can check out anything that's scary in a ride before <laughs> it's <laughs> Does this roller coaster have a loop in it? <laughs> I mean, I-, I think there's a lot of value in it. Oh yeah! I, I really wish that they would put more of that stuff on there. It, it would is, uh, illuminations. Illuminations, yes, Dis- that's Disney the one that plus. came on. Yeah. D- Disneyland Paris. Right on. Uh, thank you for looking that up. Um, I mean, it would, I think, kill an entire industry of vloggers. Sadly to say, because I think that's part of what we all post on YouTube: our experiences and uh, you know, not uh, having a professional version. I guess gives you the ability to watch a much cleaner version of it because they can build the production however they want to. But on the plus side, we could still talk about our experiences. We just don't have to put the entire thing on there because I can't Mm -hmm. tell you, we don't have a lot of videos on YouTube, but let me tell you, a lot of the ones where they are park related and they are attraction related, we get a lot of DMCA takedown requests for those. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just say, you know what? Yep. Just give the money to Disney. I don't even care. Just give it to Disney. Mm-hmm. I'm not monetizing it. Let someone do it. Yeah. <laughs> We're not and there we'll yet. All watch. We're definitely <laughs> no. not there yet. You need a certain number. 
We want to hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, now might be a good time for you to do it. YouTube.com slash Podcateers. Uh, I think we're approaching the halfway mark to a thousand. But that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it. we don't have a lot of videos. I have a huge archive of stuff that I need to upload. Um, but it's funny because taking it back to the photos uh, in the same folders, I had a lot of videos. I had a lot of video clips of stuff that I feel at some point should make it on YouTube. There's a lot of what I consider lost footage because... I mean, Larry, I think you're better at this whole thing than than I am. But uh, I used to have this conversation with VJ all the time that I'm not great at vlogging because I get so consumed with everything that's happening around me that half of the time I forget, even though the damn camera's in my hand and it's like <laughs> set up on like the little gorilla pod or whatever. Right. And so there's a lot of videos that I have. I'm like, hey, guys, we're back at Disneyland, blah, blah, blah. Let's go ride, whatever. And then I forget, and there's no outro. There's no follow-up. There's nothing. And I'm like, huh, I suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's it's a part of it, too. That's kind of why I chose when I was doing videos on YouTube just recently is, like, sometimes just narrating over it that way. Then I don't have to worry about because I realize exactly what you're saying. If I did it narration and live, well, first – you know, we talk about just right now getting monetized, right? That's always the, I mean, not monetized, but getting uh, a game pulled down, right? Yeah. Uh, that's always a risk when you're doing, you're talking in live places and music spills over in your YouTube video. But that's why I, I did voiceover because then you just kind of don't have to worry about it. You can try to experience it and just worry about catching everything, but then you can talk over it later, which isn't always the best with the kids today because they're like, you just talked about it. Like, I think for me, why I would love just to, to loop back to what we we're saying to have Disney post their own videos because it's a Disney production and they do things like in a certain way, right? Instead of me hearing about what this person's critique is in their way, like, and I have to hit the forward button 20 times on my Apple remote, which sucks at forwarding. Apple, you heard me. <laughs> fix <laughs> Thank it. God they've got it. <laughs> yeah, fix it. Thank God they got a new remote. Hopefully that works, but I'm not going to get it. Anyway, I'm just saying that's what it is. It is that if Disney can control the narrative of us seeing this fireworks show in now you have the way where you can make us in person that's can't be replicated. Right. And then you have the Disney plus version that you're sharing with your paid subscriber that you just didn't hit targets with. This is one way to entice people. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And we'll even give this one to you. You can call it Disney vision. It's a peek <laughs> into the parks using the magical, I don't know, pick an object. I don't care. The magical spectacles of Oculus. I don't know. Whatever you want. But there Whatever. you go. You even have a name for it. So if we see this pop up on Disney Plus in one way or another, you know my address. 90% of our <laughs> podcast. If you see this, folks, please let us know. I feel like it's like an America's Most Wanted but Disney-like ideas. If this idea shows up. <laughs> That's funny. We have <laughs> operators <laughs> standing <laughs> by. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, wow, that conversation totally did not go <laughs> in the direction that it was originally intended. But you know what? I, f I almost felt like there was a lot of that that I had to get off my chest. And there it is. <laughs> it's off. So there you go. <laughs> anyhow, if there's anything that you would love to see on Disney Plus, 
Um, you know, during the conversation, you can leave a comment over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you can join us over on our Discord server. If you're not a part of that growing community, you can head over to podcasters.com slash 361. You'll find the invite link there. Uh, or if you have any questions, you know, just hit us up, send us a DM on Instagram, and we'll be happy to help you out or mm-hmm. answer any questions that you may have. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as what I want to see, I think, Andrew, you nailed it. The two things that I would like to see are the Disneyland TV show and the entire Wonderful World of Disney series. Uh, I, When I was collecting DVDs, that is an old technology, kids, that has this tiny disc made of plastic. And it, there's these lasers that hit the bottom to play these moving images on your televisual system. Uh when I was collecting DVDs, I collected all of the, the tins that they had at the Disney store Those with so all cool. of the episodes. And uh, I think in our storage, I have all of them. And the only one that I opened was the Disneyland one. All the other ones are sealed because I knew that eventually in my heart that something like Disney Plus would show them to me. And they're not there. So Disney Plus, show them to me. I don't want to open them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to maintain their value. <laughs> now <laughs> well it's you know look i think i, I speak for <laughs> and i say it kind of tongue-in-cheek when i say maintain their value but anyone with children understands that you're risking a lot putting your items out and leaving them up for grabs when your kids get a hold of them because the younger they are they're not going to take care of them they've broken many of my disney things and many of my dvds have been scratched beyond repair and some of them are just not available for purchase unless i want to spend several hundred dollars on ebay and i'm not going to do that so instead things like netflix and disney plus and hulu like these are all fantastic services because i don't have to worry about leaving all the discs out uh things like uh, movies anywhere which is also a company that disney is associated with having the ability to link all of the purchased movies that we have and being able to download them to the device to watch them when we're on a trip or in the car or whatever the case is. I love it. You know, and I like I said, I want them to maintain their value because guess what? When it's scratched up, they're worthless. Nobody's going to give me several hundred dollars for that copy of bleep the name of that film. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Well, now we know we know that they exist in a digital form because they had to make these DVDs. Right. So just just hit that upload button <laughs> and put them on Disney Plus. Right. Give us the Diamond Platinum Edition that was released for the ninth time, where you remastered it seventeen times to make it look good exactly. for the Blu-ray. That's the one we want on Disney Plus. Well, no, now we gotta go 4K. So. Eh. So much involved. Uh, you know what? Just hire us, Put Disney. Those Roger Rabbit shorts. Just hire like us. Too. We'll take care of all the editing. We'll take care of all the remastering, <laughs> and we'll make your service. We totally better. know how to do that. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, earnings call. Still a little confused to wrap that up. Uh, I don't know what we're going to hear in the future. Hopefully, we get more clarity on what it's going to be. I don't like the whole... Uh, loyalty program thing because it does sound like a punch card uh, essentially but uh, I'm hoping that we get better news I'm I think we've had the conversation that we're ready to get an AP and my only concern is that it is going to be more expensive 
and that there won't be a monthly payment program anymore. I think that's going to be one of the caveats coming into it, that if they do come up with something like this, that they're going to make it more restrictive where you have to pay up front. Because I will admit that one of the things that I've been uh, a little jealous of when it comes to being in the parks is that when the parks are at 25% capacity, that's a nice day in the park. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. obviously, you know, things Agreed. aren't open, you know, the, the, the way that we're used to. But remembering what some of the crowds were like when we were all in the park and compared to 25%, it's not too bad. It's not too shabby. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to having smaller crowds in the parks, at least for a while. You know, yep. You know, we'll see. More manageable. Maybe I can, you know, walk down the street without having to weave through forty people. I can walk in a straight line. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no lines for the restroom. You can pee on time. That's, <laughs> 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 that's a bonus. Uh, you know, speaking of some of the advancements that they're making in the parks, we got an alert saying that. They have enhanced the ticket purchasing ability. Yeah, it's. Uh, I believe it just came out today. Um, mm -hmm. They're making uh, your ticketing purchases a lot easier. So they they made a whole new website. Well, not a, a new web page. Um, and you know, in the past, recent past, you had to make sure you purchase your tickets first, and then go make your reservations. And you don't know what you'd have to figure out what reservation you wanted buy your tickets then go back and back and forth and so now they have a new reservation ticket all in one thing going on now um it's disneyland.com slash park reservations and that whole thing will take you through getting your reservations and your park tickets all in one that's the great the coolest thing i've seen on here is that you're now able to make parties so from what oh. I, I'm guessing is kind of like when we had the fast passes and you were able to group everybody, oh, like if you had cool. their um, APs. So you're now allowed to, like, let's say you have friends or whoever. I, I See, I'm a little confused on this, but it's talking about you're able to just make your parties, your, you know, you select them and whatnot and make your re reservations together. So it seems like, you know, they're opening up that and it's just, it seems cool before it was like, you were kind of strict on, you know, whoever was in your party, but this kind of allows you to like add other people if you wanted to. But of course we have the guidelines and whatnot. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. From the process when I talked about when I went through the early purchasing you know of getting tickets that there was a as you guys if you remember back to that episode there was a lot of hiccups that we knew that they were going to have to work out and this is typically when i saw mm -hmm. this when uh, andrew shared this and we say it's today it's may 17th monday so if you want to look back on the disney parks blog um when i see this article i feel like it's a lot of what disneyland does like they kind of have a guinea pig stage or you beta stage and but it's not really beta because people are really using the service yeah. and they right. work out the kinks and i think this is one mm -hmm. of those things where there was a lot of kinks uh, within first there is something very hard just to handle traffic for any server that's always going to be an issue and that's kind of like one of those things where even though this is a multi you know 
billion dollar business they're going to run into those issues there's bigger ones that run the same issues but some of the process for just the ease of how to use it i see how they like what melissa's mentioning i see how you're helping the average consumer feel more comfortable on the online store i mean like buying a ticket online because don't forget disney was one of those you know theme parks a theme park setup it's going there and there's booths to buy tickets right well in the time we're in they're forced to adapt to this new setup and they're doing a good job by finding an ease to combine steps that's the best way to tell you like if you're going through a checkout process that was the hardest thing like i told you before you really didn't feel like it flowed together you felt like you were mm. looking at some other screen to see if it was open for the ticket the park being there and then all of a sudden now you have to go to a checkout and hope it's still there it just didn't feel like it was working together and that was a, the biggest bummer for me so i i'm glad that they're taking feedback in this in this realm quickly because if we are going to have you know a continuance of what we see now having con, you know a, a capacity at where they have to give only a limited amount availability well make sure that when you do that don't give another person another problem and they're trying and i like that yeah plus i think it really makes sense when it's like mel you mentioned you know attractions right like you have the ability to do it when we had the old apps with our ap's you can add your party and so if you were doing like rise of the resistance you had an entire party mm -hmm. having that ability now is very similar to what we're used to but it's so funny right. that they didn't take these steps before knowing that they were going to have these challenges going into what we're doing now or how they're handling things so uh you're right larry i think the fact that they're taking feedback and that they're adapting this quickly it's not something that I think we've really seen before. I think Disney has uh, been kind of Apple-esque when it comes to some of the changes where they say, you know, we know what's good for you. And they kind of give us right. what they want to give us. But in this case, I think they're really, really trying. I think they really do want to make the experience uh, a lot easier, um, not just because of what's happening, but I think also to ease some of the tension of a lot of things that they've taken away from us. Right. So growing mm -hmm. pains, uh, like you said, kind of a beta thing and it's going to get better. But uh, I'm glad that they're starting to do this now, uh, especially now that we're going to have Avengers Campus opening so soon. Uh, we're yeah. about a month or so away from the opening at this point. I mean, I saw an article that they were talking about some of the stuff in the Pim Test Kitchen. I'm kind of jealous that you're going to get an opportunity to try this out when you're in the park, man. Well, this one, I, I, I'm just going to miss it by a couple of days, Hazen. So just keep that clear. Like I'll be going. So it's Disneyland not even June the food 1st. that's going to be open. Oh, I don't think so. June fourth oh, is the dude. date that they're putting in the vlog. Oh. But still, the plans <laughs> are a plenty when I see this because. Like we mentioned earlier, I know we're going to get some content from bloggers out there. Heck, most importantly, from all of our FGP squads, I know some of you are probably going to run out there and get a ticket for this. So I'm glad to at least share it with them. Uh, what you know, If you didn't read the Disney Parks blog, this was one that dropped on Monday, May 17th again. Um, they talk about a foodie guide, which I know is really popular. Shout out again, FGP. Join us on the Discord, guys, with this or our little chat. There's plenty of to talk about when we talk about food <laughs> and the <laughs> oh, yeah. kitchen. Yeah, it is the that you mentioned. It's featuring these impossible foods, which is pretty cool. Just to give like that, 
idea of this whole setup is, you know, this is like science meets food where it gets larger. You're doing the Ant-Man lab kind of setup, right? So you got food that's like disproportionately sized to just give like a little bit of a background. But we've never heard any menu options till now. And I think they have a breakfast option currently. They have some snacks and sips on there. And also they call it blue particle specials and a kid's menu. And what the coolest thing uh, when I'm looking at it, just from those options, if you're asking me, I think I like the taste tester, um, the pretzel idea, because this pretzel is supposed to be quantum tunnelly directly above the center in the front of the kitchen laboratory. So I'm guessing we're going to see some kind of like interactive theater with some of the food you may get. And what they're saying is Ew. that it's going to the quantum tunnel and it goes from a large to small, small to large. Then with the final result, a supersized pretzel ready for sharing. Now, the pretzel is awesome, right? You're getting a little bit of a show, it sounds like, but it looks super good. I mean, you're talking about, like, things with, like, you got your dipping sauce. You got a large pretzel in the image. It's hanging from, like, it looks pretty big to be shared. And they give you a variety of things you could dip with it. Also, the way it comes to you, it could come in, like, three different options, I think, if I'm right. But two or three. The quantum pretzel, just to give you a little background, it's got the sharp cheddar beer sauce to dip into. And that's my jam usually Mm -hmm. to go to. That's like my go-to. Now, the next thing that I'm really jamming from there is their not-so-little chicken sandwich. It's a fried chicken breast with teriyaki red chili sauces, pickled cabbage on brochet with crispy potato bites. Let's just call them potato tighter tops. Tater tots. tots. (laughs) I love the tater tots, right? (laughs) But I really encourage you guys to go look at the Food Parks blog, uh, the Disney Parks blog for this posting. Because the sandwich is, I can't explain it. It's like a saucer of chicken on on a tasting like bun. Like if you got like a a slider bread. Yes, that's it. (laughs) Slider bun. And all of these things, it's funny because, you know, we've seen food. I think what's cool about the spin on this, right? They're following the Marvel kitchen, the style of what it is, right? What's mm-hmm. really cool about it is that we've seen large portions of foods all over uh, of America, right? But to see it, like, now you got, like, a slider bun and then a large piece of chicken, fried chicken on top of that. It's so right. funny. <laughs> it's a cool play on it, which I like. And, you know, these are not kid foods. But you know the kids are going to be like, we got to have that. So it's like, might even get like a shareable plate. You never know. That's that's kind of like the idea with that one. But I think the next thing for me that's the in the that blog post is the test uh, t- testing lab that will be right beside it. I'll, I like to partake in the alcoholic beverages. But there is kids drinks here. Just I believe there's there may be like sodas. But the main thing they're selling here is alcohol they have i was having high hopes for this one because sadly you know i like to partake and see which what they're trying to do but the thing what they're spinning on this one is a lot of honey and then uh, habanero syrups which i'm not yeah i'm not that guy i don't know about you guys i got habanero in a drink (laughs) back when back when i was experimenting with a lot of the craft beers there was at least two different uh, craft beers that my brother and i had with cayenne pepper and one with um oh man i wish i remember what the other one was but they were spicy beers and if you if you ever had like a bloody mary it was a stouty 
or I'm sorry, it was an IPA spin on a Bloody Mary. And it wasn't horrible. Oh. It was okay. Uh, it's, I mean, it's been a long time since I've, you know, been drinking uh, really anything at this point. But uh, back when we were experimenting, that was one of the things. Like, we would go out and we would buy all sorts of different beers and do tastings and everything. And I, I remember that was one of the things I, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, because when I saw this menu, as you're going through it, the, there was one that really, really called out. And I remember when when I would go out for a drink, I was a stout person. Like, I, w- I really enjoyed stouts. And they had a marshmallow milk stout on here that was oh. – uh, it was. I think it's, like, with vanilla ice cream with miniature marshmallows yeah. and stuff like that. It's Nailed basically it. a root beer float but with a stout, yeah. right? For adults. And I, I thought, <laughs> man, like, why was this not available five years ago? You know, why is it available now? Why are you doing mm-hmm. this to me, Disney? But, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Hopefully they will have uh, an adequate replacement for, you know, if you want an, a non-alcoholic version. And who knows? Maybe in the future, maybe I'll have an opportunity to try it again. But, yeah, I I, I kind of like – I mean, it sounds weird, you know, having that chili pepper in there. It sounds weird. But it's not that bad. Oh, I mean, <laughs> any other thoughts on this? <laughs> I don't, we don't yeah. Mind. Okay, so there was something I was telling you guys about in the chat, and there was a dessert that caught my eye, and it's something... Okay, first off, disclaimer, I'm very weird when I like to see things that are in the park. So there's a p- particular dish that I've always wished that they brought to Disneyland particularly Adventureland. Now, we go to see the, you know, the Terran treats, right? And they have a cosmic cream orb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. now, let's look at the shape. My <laughs> indie fans. All right. Let's make it red velvet. Guess what? You got chilled monkey brains right there. <laughs> And, and I've been dying for something like We've that. We've talked about this. You talked about it in your <laughs> yes, restaurant when you when we armchair mentioned yep. Adventureland. Perfect. Exactly. Treat for so it. I'm like, yes, it is possible <laughs> that they could do that. Yeah. So yeah. It, and the churros actually really give looks a little bit really of, good too. Yeah, the background on it, it does look like this one's that cream orb. And if you can picture mm-hmm. something that looks like a brain, but like brain. sliced in half. Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. That's what it does. I think you nailed it. But it's purple just to keep it with yeah. that, you know, theme. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. I think. And it's funny because I, I, for me, that's on the next thing I would say was the sweet spiral ration, the churro spiral, that green color. I know this could go mm-hmm. all wrong because of its shape, folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was like, oh, man, that looks interesting. Like, I would definitely be. That's like one sweet that I'd go for because the churros got me sold. And I'm always wondering how they're going to spin the next thing for a churro because they're always changing it up. Yeah. I think for you, Andrew, that sticks out. Oh, yeah. You know what? There's, I mean, besides the food, there's some merch Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) Don't get me started. (laughs) What are you looking at? (laughs) You know what? I think Hazen's going to get one of these right up when he gets at the uh, Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. Oh, yeah. bottle holder. It's very cool. Who doesn't need something Um, to hold your bottle of Coke? I mean, who doesn't? Right? It's, (laughs) It's cold. You need a big, giant 
Iron Man glove to hold it. <laughs> um, and then there's also, I don't know uh, if this is some Marvel lore that I don't know, this Pingo Doce soda. I don't know what that is, but there's a huge soda can. And it looks really cool. I think what this <laughs> is, I think it's supposed. Do you know what dipping dots are, like like the little yes. ice cream circles, or or mm-hmm. maybe it's closer to boba. I feel like it's going to be like boba or like little, like like balls of soda that dissolve in your mouth and you're drinking it in these little, like, capsule forms or something. I think that's what it <laughs> well, is. You know what? I. I just scrolled up, and there is a drink uh, in the Snacks and Sips with the same name. Um, but I don't know if it's just name alone. A lemon-lime with a vanilla kick. Hmm. It's green. Hmm. So I'm not sure, but that would be cool. Soda orbs. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see it and taste mm-hmm. it, I think. I'm a huge soda buff, so I am all for soda orbs, if that's a Dude. thing. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place in Pasadena when you're back in town that we have to okay. go to. The guy's been around since like 1954, and his entire store has sodas from around the world. Oh, man. We have to wow. go and, and like check out all of these sodas that he has. Plus, he's got a machine in the back where you can make your own soda. You can get the bottles. You can cap them. You can select the flavors, and you can just make your own soda. We'll go that sounds like and we'll make a podcateer soda. Let's do it. Field so trip. Totally Speaking not of soda, about, I'll but... no. go off on a whole tangent, <laughs> but I did see that they announced, for all you Walt Disney World listeners out there, uh, Club Cool is coming back, and, the, oh, yeah. and Beverly is coming back to Club Cool, Woo! so don't be afraid. <laughs> Beverly's back, baby. <laughs> Who? Yeah, Beverly. Have you three had the Beverly? I think just Andrew and I. Uh, yeah. Okay. When we went, we had it. It was mm-hmm. an experience. What What is your best description of the Beverly, Andrew? Um, the from what I can remember, it was it was almost just like seltzer water, but more bitter. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it's and I understand what it's supposed to be. Um. From what I understand, it's supposed to be like a palate cleansing drink. Mm -hmm. It's Italian. Possibly. It seemed heavy, too. Yeah, it it wasn't light. It was a very interesting uh, flavor, but it's one you had to, you know, make sure you have your Beverly and then your mango soda right next to it. (laughs) You have a chaser so you don't die. That's how we did it. Chaser for the cleanser. (laughs) That's sad. Uh, I. I, I I'm so okay. So I've never been to Walt Disney World. It's it's on our bucket list, obviously, to go. But I've had many people describe it, and I think the one that's always stood out in my head is when it's described as: imagine drinking a liquefied rubber tire that's been on the road for hours. That's what it tastes like. It just tastes like liquefied rubber, and. It scared me because (laughs) I I don't know how to feel about that because my first thought, you remember watching Bobby's World when you were younger? With Howie Mandel? Yeah, yeah, remember how he would kind of veer (laughs) off into these like little like imaginative like scenarios where he was imagining the literal version of whatever like people were saying? 
That's yeah. kind of what happened to me when I heard that comment. I was like, why have you been drinking liquefied rubber tires? Like, that's horrible. <laughs> how do you know how that <laughs> yeah. tastes like? So, yeah, I, I don't know. I get, I'll probably try it just to say that I've tried it before. But You're going to have to try yeah. it. <laughs> but, you know, I'll probably have to chase it with something else just like you guys did. I'll probably. Yeah, they, it looks like so. Yeah, I don't know if they have. Before you just walk up to a machine, they had like a dozen or two dozen Coke machines with all mm-hmm. the different flavors, and you'd give little pit, like Dixie cup size cups and drink them. And now it looks like they're giving everybody like a flight. Oh wow! It's like a Which flight of cool. six, all pre-poured. So, hmm. um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I wonder why they've never brought the Beverly to Anaheim. Huh, I wonder what the story behind that is. That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Once we get a Club Cool out here, I guess it'll be because it's a it's a whole Coke sponsored thing, and it's you know, you would think it would make more sense if that was in World Showcase because it's like sodas from around the world, but it's mm-hmm. in what was Future World or the main entrance. I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't know my Epcot lands, but it was in Future World. I believe. Future World, okay, yeah. or. Or you can make it an out of this world drink available uh, available at Oga's Cantina. <laughs> it's a strange <laughs> nobody <flavor>. would get. <laughs> Why not just have it so people? I mean, it could be their number one bestseller. Who knows? I Ooh. think I think Beverly <laughs> is popular because it's free. Oh well, <laughs> that's, that that's my two cents. Well, <laughs> it's free. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the Pim Test Kitchen, man. There's so many things that I'm looking forward to. Uh, the novelties. That, dude, yeah, I, I will admit. Souvenirs. I will admit <laughs> that I'm looking forward to the shawarma that they're bringing to Avengers Campus. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Shawarma right. is one of my favorite foods to eat. And the fact that it's going to be available on Avengers Campus. Ah, man. I The little card and everything that they're putting in there. I love it. <laughs> Love it so much. No, we can all get the shawarma and uh, sit, we can all sit around and recreate the photo at the end of the event. Do we have to get beat up for it or can we just eat the shawarma? I think we can just eat the nice. shawarma. I, mean, I think I think with our how our stamina is now, just a half a day at the park will look like that anyway. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I can only imagine us there just flopped over with our infinity gauntlets chugging down a Coca-Cola looking so superheroish. That's just, funny. <laughs> I can't hold it myself. Get me one of those I Iron Man gauntlets. <laughs> Let it hold it for me. Let it hold it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, uh, if you had an opportunity to look at the foodie post, let us know what you're most looking forward to. Uh, there's so many experiences that are coming to Avengers Campus that uh, I can't wait till I have an opportunity to go. Food, merch, attractions the experience there's going to be so many like characters out you know a lot of marvel stuff is moving right now there's a lot of stuff happening the new hotel new york is opening in paris i think what is it june 6th it's opening june 21st and bookings start may 8th ah okay well i'm never good at dates that's why i rely on the calendar on my phone uh (laughs) who doesn't right (laughs) but uh, I mean, we knew that this was coming. We knew that there was going to be uh, a plethora of Marvel art. And I think that's what I would love to go see, just the way that they adorned it. But uh, the experiences that they're putting into Avengers Campus, the hotel, 
it's very similar to a lot of the things that they're doing on the cruise lines. You know, I think they're finding mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. lot of synergy with how they present a lot of this. And I, I like it. I mean, I love that Marvel is getting a larger presence in the parks. I think as their footprint grows, we're going to get a lot more of these types of experiences. And, you know, they have all of the traveling shows, you know, Marvel on Ice and, and all that stuff. Who knows? Maybe the Hyperion will turn into, you know, a, a new Marvel show, and you know, a new stunt <laughs> show or something. Maybe they'll create like uh, uh, an entire attraction based on, I don't know, a studio tour that will have some kind of stunt spectacular. That's never been done before at a Disney park. Wink. <laughs> we don't have the footprint. I'm kidding. DCA is too small for something like that. But I, I really like that Marvel's really that the Marvel presence in the parks is really starting to amp up. So uh, Disneyland Paris obviously is many years away for me. I think first I have to tackle Walt yeah. Disney World before we can tackle Paris. <laughs> Might be a good idea. But, you know, little by little baby steps. Baby there you steps. go. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll make it out. We'll make it out. Got a long I mean, life to live. I mean, I still have to make it out to Disneyland again for Mickey's sake. <laughs> So many people do can right. relate to you right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll be happy once that happens. So, All right. Well, I think that's where we're going to wrap up this episode. There was so many other things that I wanted to talk about. I guess next week we could talk about it. The Van Eaton Galleries auction is going on. I think it's happening this weekend after the release of this episode. Uh, so, you know, we could talk about some of the stuff that was sold next week and, you know, uh, some of our dream items i guess but yeah we're gonna wrap up this episode anything else before we uh put this baby to bed no go look in that get prepared for next week's episode look at the everybody go look at the uh galleries what they're what they're selling what they're offering it's i I can't remember how many pages but so many pages is so much stuff there's some uh hidden gems in there and some interesting Mm -hmm. stuff in there too that you might want to Look real close at some of the stuff in there. It's kind of funny. You may so wanna, yeah, to you may some homework wait for you till after the twenty second because you might find something you want to buy, and this just might save you money if you're trying to go back to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're John Stamos or Richard Kraft, I don't think it matters. But you're <sighs> right. You, yeah, I would seriously. be too tempted. There's been other auctions that they've had where I see some haunted mansion stuff, and I'm all like, "Oh, honey, how much do we have on that credit card?" <laughs> mm-hmm. if i only had money like 25 years ago you know i would have been buying it up it was so much cheaper then. yeah that's true oh, yeah. that's such a good point <laughs> that's true that's i mean i was only f- four then but still <laughs> well here's what i think we've learned from this conversation what i think we've learned is that we need to take some of the pim technology for quantum leaping <laughs> and we need to go back in time to collect as many of those artifacts as possible and bring them back with us so that now that they're worth more we can sell them at a higher price boom meeting adjourned ooh <laughs> sold <laughs> let's do not it. that let's i took it. that premise from any back to the future movie and any type of book that gives you the scores to any types of games this is an original mm-hmm. idea, never before seen in any film. So there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up the episode, I do want to remind you that this episode of Pocketeers is brought to you by a fantastic group of folks. 
known as the FGP Squad, or as we call them, our podcast for godparents. And it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP. Being a part of the FGP family allows you to gain access to our monthly happy hour calls, additional content, uh, discounts on Podcateers gear, free items, giveaways, all sorts of stuff. If you want more info, again, head over to podcateers.com slash FGP. And of course, as always, a huge thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talked about. Make sure that you connect with us over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Again, you can join us on the Discord server. Uh, a link of the items that were up for auction by Van Eaton Galleries will be available in the blog post for the episode, podcateers.com slash 361. Uh, that's it. It's time to go have dinner. Woohoo. All right. <laughs> it's nothing so cool like dinner, in the dinner, listen kitchen to some yet. music. No. Nope. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> but it's dinner time with full light outside at 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. There's, it's dark outside. That's it. I'm delirious. I need to go eat. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Thanks for being loyal and frequent listeners. We have our own loyalty program. <laughs> <laughs>